Welcome to The Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. Each and every podcast, hosts Mike Niemer and Greg Frank will bring you energy experts to help you better understand the renewable and sustainability space. Education is important to us because it's important to you, the listener. Now here's Mike Niemer and Greg Frank. It is episode 171 of The Green Insider, powered by eRenewable. My name is Greg Frank. Mike did this one all by himself, but I'm going to intro things as usual as Mike is going to get to his interview with Jason Radisson in just a minute. But we're going to check back with our friends at NEMA as uh, they're obviously, as I said, good friends of the podcast. And we have a NEMA News Minute to open things up on episode 171. So let's get to that NEMA News Minute now and then straight to the interview with Mike Niemer and Jason Radisson. This is Tim Berrigan, Executive Director of the North American Energy Markets Association. Thanks for the opportunity to provide a NEMA News Minute. During the fourth quarter of 2022 and the first quarter of 2023, NEMA has added 21 new members to our association. A complete list of our members is available at www.naema.com. As many energy industry participants are aware, NEMA's East Meets West in Vail, Colorado was a resounding success in early February of this year. We had roughly 300 attendees and were pleased to meet many of our new members that joined prior to the event. NEMA looks forward to hosting this event in the coming years. NEMA's Spring Conference will be at the Weston Hilton Head Island Resort and Spa, May 9th through 11th, 2023. This is a beachfront resort with a golf course on property. We're really excited about this venue and the content which will be presented at the conference. Registration for this event opened a couple of weeks ago, and we are already at 100 registrants for the conference. We expect our room block will sell out and encourage folks to sign up soon in order to receive the NEMA rates for their rooms. NEMA's fall conference will be at the Logan Hotel in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, October 16th through 18th, 2023. We will provide more information about this conference over the summer months. As a reminder, NEMA routes member RFPs to roughly 1,000 industry subscribers. We also route non-member RFPs exclusively to our members. If you aren't receiving the RFPs and would like to be added to the distribution, please email Tim Berrigan at tberrigan at n-a-e-m-a dot com. That's T-B-E-R-R-I-G-A-N at N-A-E-M-A dot com. Thanks again for letting us provide this name and news minute. We are looking forward to seeing everyone at the conference on Hilton Head in a few weeks. Hi, today on episode 171 of the Green Insider podcast, powered by Renewable, our guest today is Jason Radisson. Founder and CEO of Shift One. Jason, good morning. Mike, good morning. Thanks for having me on. Yeah, I mean, I think this is third time to try this for us, you know. So we've had a couple issues throughout the last couple of weeks that kept coming up. So thank you for uh continuing to reschedule and um and accommodating. Much appreciated. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Well, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself first and then what led you into starting Shift One. Yeah, sure thing. So, um, you know, I'm a, I guess at this point, I have to say serial entrepreneur. I've been 
working in the startup space uh, throughout my career. And I, I think a lot of my topics and sort of my, my uh, background led to it. I've been working on really large labor topics um, and, you know, kind of going all the way back. I, uh, you know, grew up in an underprivileged situation and I worked a lot of blue collar jobs kind of growing up, getting through school. Um, and, you know, I think it led as I got deeper into sort of the business world and into technology, it led me on a path to, to really um, try to put technology to work in a way that would really help people, help people uh, get ahead, help people find new opportunities, help make labor markets and other markets more efficient. Um, and I think if you look at sort of platform technologies, a lot of things that have come out, you know, as long as there's sort of been smartphones and in, in, in the mobile Internet, um, a lot of those platforms are really helpful for just really improving living standards and improving um, different markets, as it were. And so, you know, that's sort of been my journey. My journey has been you know, from those uh, kind of humble beginnings to to now, um, you know, I think this is sort of shift one is sort of my fourth big platform, uh, putting big labor market platforms into the world um, to really help people get ahead. Well, you know, <clears throat> on the Green Insider, we focus on renewable and sustainable and ESG kind of topics. And so yep. I've got to start out asking you, Shift one, are you seeing a shift from the oil and gas world to employees in that space wanting to move over into the clean energy? Definitely. Um, you know, definitely. I mean, clean energy, uh, if you look at a couple of the main job classes, um, it's one of the fastest growing employment spaces in the U.S., uh, hands down. And we're talking installation technicians, maintenance technicians, um, you know, from wind to solar to geothermal, uh, those are all huge growth areas. They're starting from small numbers, tens of thousands of employees here, hundreds of thousands of employees there. Um, but, you know, the government tracks these things, Bureau of Labor Statistics, some of these government agencies that track it, and those job classes are always right up there in the top five or ten in the country. Um, and they will be, they're, you know, kind of projected to be the fastest growing jobs in America for the next 10 years. Um, so there's a huge, there's a huge amount of demand and pull from the market. People, you know, need, uh, those, those types of skills and they need that type of skilled employee. Um, and there's just going to be more of it. And I think, you know, I think we're kind of right on the cusp of kind of a new style of working, which is going to involve People getting two and four year STEM educations and uh, going out there and getting some really well paid jobs uh, that involve a lot of travel for, you know, probably the first 10 years. If you want it, um, you know, 10, maybe 15 years, maybe even 20 years. Uh, and then we're seeing it, you know, kind of on the later phase of people's careers. Um, you know, maybe the kids are out of the house and you have a bunch of applicable skills you can go take a job in Southern California or, you know, travel around um, and work a couple of different places throughout the year. Um, if you're flexible and really want to get out there, um, clean energy is a place where that's going to happen. Uh, you know, traditional utility work is also, I mean, there's a, a ton of travel involved. 
um, in a lot of those frontline roles as well. And I just think we're going to see more of this. We're seeing it, you know, in other sectors too. Uh, frankly, it's happening in logistics. Um, you know, a lot of people have had to rewire supply chains the last three, four years. Um, you know, a lot of the, those jobs have gotten a lot more mobile. Uh, we're definitely seeing in healthcare, we're seeing like, you know, if you take nursing, uh, that's becoming kind of a national labor market. People, you know, you can get a 40%, 50% uh, salary increase by changing markets. Um, so a lot of people are, you know, kind of going on the road um, as much as they can and enjoying that lifestyle. So I think it's really, it's the beginning of the future of these kind of, you know, remote professional jobs. And we're just, just on the cusp of it. Well, let's say, for example, somebody's an oil or natural gas scheduler right now, and they want to switch over to clean energy. How does your platform help them do that? What is the process they have to go through to do that? Well, in terms of getting on our platform, uh, you know, our platform, we both are an employer and we're also a supplier of the platform to, to companies, to big companies. Um, so, you know, kind of out of the box, when you come over to Shift One, um, and, you know, sign up, download the app, et cetera. The first thing we're doing is we're getting your qualifications and putting together your employee profile. Um, and that, that's regardless of whether you're coming over to work for us or you're coming over because, um, your employer or your new job, uh, uses Shift One as their, as their HR platform. Uh, so, you know, it's a very modern kind of mobile experience. Um, you, know, you fill out a couple of screens and, all of kind of the heavy traditional HR stuff of checking paperwork, checking qualifications, verifying degrees, all of that stuff happens automatically in the background. Um, we think this is just like the way things are as well. Like, you know, there is less and less need to have kind of a big people operations, heavy HR department um, because most of those things can just be automated away. And companies like ours are doing that. Uh, so, you know, the the professional signs up for our platform, fills out a couple of forms in the app, and then they're employed or employable and can be either deployed to an opportunity that we might have out there, um, you know, to to kind of do some short term or freelance work into one of our clients, or if you know they're going to work for uh, you know a new employer in that space, they're they're going to be all set to go. So. That's basically, we've, we've kind of taken all that HR work off the table and it's just, you know, it's kind of like buying something on the internet is about how much of a lift it is to get employed on our platform. So I have to ask the question, and of course I'll be dating myself when I do this. We go back 20, 25 years, we had, what was a monster.com or whoever that uh, yeah. people posted their stuff. Describe the listeners the evolution from that type system that some of our older listeners maybe listen used to to your platform. Yeah, totally. So, and those job boards they all still exist, um, and you know they serve they serve a valuable function in the world. Um, you know the Indeeds and the LinkedIn's and the Monsters and everything. I mean, that's where and we partner with all of them, and that's where you know people go to look for jobs. Uh, the difference is, you know, rather than like sending your resume over to a recruiter and going through the HR process with a company, um, we've basically, our platform does all of the employment heavy lifting. 
So, you know, for a little bit more work, filling out an extra screen or two, because we got to, you know, complete your employment paperwork for that little bit of extra work, you can actually get employed. And on our platform, if you go through that process and we've, we've verified all your credentials and everything, your profile is ready to go. So you're, you're on our platform. It's as if, you know, you, you have, uh, an, an immediately employable profile. And that's a big part of how we function in the market because the companies that we partner with know that they can take our employees that are ready to go. Uh, so you can literally be, if you're ready to go from an employment perspective, all your paperwork's done and verified, you can start work that day. You can start work the next day. So we, we, we talk about immediate employment and em- immediate employability. And that's, that's what we, uh, provide to the market. Um, yeah. So you truly have, um, automated the entire employment process, so to speak, haven't you? Yeah. 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 And what, what our, what our clients will typically say is you kind of need 80 or 90% less HR people. Um, cause it just, you know, all the, all the entry level HR, like you still have your HRVPs and, you know, your, 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 your senior leaders and, and whatnot. But a lot of those entry level HR jobs that are just taking care of paperwork, all that back office and a lot of the front office work of, you know, doing screens and verifying things, all that just kind of goes away. So if you, if you've got a, a company working with shift one, they're using your platform. Do they white label it as their own or is it actually say shift one on it? You know, it kind of depends on how we set it up, but the, the typical deployment is white labeled. And, okay. um, it's just a, a great experience all the way around because we're able to provide our clients with, with, uh, a link for their sort of white, white label deployment. So, you know, they say they get a new applicant from the market and, you know, this particular engineer is interested in a role, applying for a role that, you know, he saw on LinkedIn. Um, they can send the, the employer will send that applicant a link to the app stores, like download, you know, the app on, uh, Apple or, or on play on Google play. And when they do that, it's all preset, pre-configured for the employer. So it has their employment paperwork in the background. It has their logo. It has, you know, their branding and, and whatnot. So it can be a really nice experience. And, you know, it's basically, it's a mobile app. And, you know, from the employee perspective or the, the you know, the applicant perspective, they're, you know, a couple clicks, fill in a little bit of their personal information, you know, and that's about it. Um, they get contacted again, you know, if, uh, it's orientation, if it's, you know, kind of immediate hire, um, or if there's a, you know, final interview, come on in, you know, get to know the team and or the hiring manager, uh, all that can happen, but all the employment stuff is all, you know, all that kind of backend stuff is all taken care of already at that point. Well, it seems like you've made it very seamless and, uh, a smooth transition for both the uh, employer and the employee. So that's awesome. How long have you all been in business? We've been in business since uh, 2020, really kind of full-time deployed out in the market. Uh, so right before the pandemic, January of 2020. Uh, company's been around a little bit longer. We, in 2019, were running a bunch of experiments, kind of putting some of the initial tech in place, but really, you know, as a commercial platform since 2020. Yeah, uh, 
you officially started one month before I did, right before the pandemic. So <laughs> <laughs> we had some of the same hills uh, uh, and valleys probably in the beginning there. It's like of all times to start a business, right? <laughs> so, right, right. So, no, so I get it. So it doesn't I, kill you. <laughs> yeah. But we're still standing so far, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing I also wanted to bring up to you, you know, we always hear this word about clean tech. People want to get in the clean tech industry. When people use that word clean tech, in your opinion, what are they really referring to? If the listener out there hears somebody talk about clean tech, what's, what should that mean to them? Yeah, I, I think, you know, we're, we're, in this transition, uh, you know, from, from a global energy perspective, at, at least in advanced economies like ours, where, you know, we are just looking for more renewable, more sustainable ways of providing energy to the economy. I, uh, you know, I think from a labor perspective, from an employer perspective, definitely what we see is, you know, what's different about clean tech is it's very project based. Um, you have these big builds, you've got new fields that, that you're putting in. Um, it tends to be kind of rural because people aren't putting massive solar installations in the middle of a downtown. Uh, they're not putting wind farms in the middle of a downtown. Uh, so it, it has some of those other characteristics. So I think if you're thinking about it as an employee or potential employee, you're really looking at these projects to a, you know, help hopefully, you know, reduce emissions for, for our kids and grandkids. But B, you know, you're, you're talking about signing up for a career that's gonna, that's gonna have a lot of travel, a lot of projects. It's gonna feel a little bit more like consulting and, um, a little bit more of that kind of a dynamic traveling career. Um, you know, or like an outside sales career or something like that. Although you, Obviously, if you're doing installation and maintenance, it's a more technical job, but that's, that's kind of the feeling of those projects. And we really try to convey that with our candidates and, you know, uh, employees as we're starting to work with them that, you know, this is this booming industry and it's, it's really a shift fundamentally in sort of like where and how energy uh, you know, is, is, is acquired for the economy it, it really out into, into rural areas or more rural areas, um, in this sustainable way. Um, in so those type, in those type jobs, do they tend to start out more as on contract jobs and you might work your way into full employment or is that not necessarily a general statement you can make? Yeah. I, I, I think it, you know, there's definitely that aspect, um, you know, uh, with a large outfit that has a number of projects all lined up, um, you know, you could, you could stay working with one particular outfit. Um, you know, it really depends on what a person is interested in. And I think it's, it's fully possible with the number of projects that we have going on in our country uh, to make a career just stringing projects together. And, and certainly, you know, our platform can help with that. And, you know, I think it's, it's a mindset thing. If, you know, if, if, you know, having living in multiple, multiple states and being on these different projects is really appealing to you and developing a career that way certainly pays really well. Um, and, you know, there are, there are, you know, if you just look overall at the economy, 
there are these great jobs anymore that you can get with a two or four year degree. Um, you know, nursing salaries have gone up 40, 50% in a lot of markets. Um, if you look at clean tech roles, um, you know, they pay kind of high five figures, low six figures. Once you get some seniority, uh, these are, these are great roles for somebody with a couple of years of school. That's, you know, just kind of getting out there and getting some experience. So I'm really bullish about the jobs all in all. And, you know, I think, um, you know, some of the other areas of our platform really help in that regard. Like we help manage, we have a bunch of features around smart scheduling. So we, we help utilities and we help uh, project companies and general contractors who are working with multiple, multiple locations and, you know, kind of moving crews around the country and moving crews around an area around a big project, keep track of all their, all their folks on all the different shifts and, you know, whether it's having them check in and avoiding time fraud and making sure that everybody's on the right schedule. Um, we've got a bunch of mobile product around that. Um, I think it's, you know, it's, it's more complex from a managerial perspective, right? Cause you gotta manage people who are spread all over a region or all over the country. But, um, but the software is certainly up for it. And, you know, it's not like we're splitting the atom. We're really kind of deploying, um, you know, existing massive internet technologies, but just in a new way for a different part of the economy. It's really um, kind of how, you know, how we've done it, it. As you and I just a few minutes ago discussed how we both started right before the pandemic. Yeah. Uh, that pandemic lift led to a shift in the employment process. People started working from home, right? And here in Houston, I'm noticing because of the traffic and what's in the news, more and more employers are having people come back to the office here. Okay. So some of that is moving away from the at home and coming back and be with an each in person. Are you seeing that nationwide? Is that kind of the standard? More and more people coming back to the office. And also the two part question, is there a sector of the market? that strictly wants jobs only that they can work from home. How has the pandemic changed all that? And we'll yeah. On that. So, so yes and yes. Um, it's, 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 it's challenging, right? Because I think, you know, we all, we all acknowledge that, you know, and it's not everybody, but there are, you know, I, I would say in most cases, it's the majority of employees do better when they're in a physical location with their team members um, there's more kind of organic interaction, teams work better, they gel better, they're more productive. Um, but then you have a whole part of the economy right now that, you know, has gotten very used to and gotten very efficient with working from home. Um, and I think, you know, for a lot of us, we've got a bunch of remote folks and, you know, you're, you're able to employ people you wouldn't have been able to before, um. You know, we have a lot of engineering that we do in specific geographies. Those teams, we wouldn't be able to get them if we had to move everybody to San Francisco. Um, you know, we've got customer service that we run from nearshore, uh, from Latin America with bilingual folks that are super highly trained and educated. Um, you know, we wouldn't have been able to get that level of customer service if we were you know, getting it from, you know, a major U.S. city. Um, we'd have a lot less customer service agents. Um, I don't know that for price for money, you know, we wouldn't have the level of services that we have. So 
you know, it's hard. Like companies, I think, have learned to optimize for remote. Like you have a part of your employees who are going to be remote and you have to make the most of it. And at the same time, just like you said, I think there's this real pull back to the office because we all acknowledge that kind of more creative and just kind of the dynamic, the super productive dynamic of working together in an office. I think the best compromise is you kind of, as we see it, you know, what we tend to do is we have the people who are working out of a city then start to work together. Um, so you get a little bit of the best of both worlds. You know, we, we're, we're an employer in Bucharest, Romania, and we're an employer in Bogota, Colombia. And, you know, those employees can work together in an office and get all of the productivity gains, but we're not going to make a move to San Francisco or something anytime soon. No, so that makes that's a little bit sense. where we are. Yeah, no, that, that makes perfect sense. So, uh, you know, a lot of, uh, I'm sure on some of the jobs that are out there, the job benefit that a lot of people are looking for are those that maybe they only come into the office part-time, two time, two days a week and the rest yeah. is from home. And those are now different job benefits that I'm sure you're seeing employees looking for on the chain when they're changing careers and so on and so forth. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. I mean, this whole hybrid thing, I think we're still trying to all figure it out. Um, there's no perfect answer because, you know, I mean, just the math of it, right? If, if everybody's coming to the office two or three days a week, you're going to have a lot less casual interaction. Um, they're going to be people that you only see every couple of weeks. Um, it's not, it's not a perfect world. So we're all trying to figure out what that looks like. And, you know, I think, I think we will get to more of like, you know, the mandatory, there are a number of teams where it's mandatory four days a week and, uh, and such. Um, so they have a little bit of the work from home efficiencies that they, you know, got used to in the pandemic, but we're largely getting that in office time and getting the casual interactions that we're looking for to really help the team job. Well, Jason, that's all I have today. I appreciate your time. Uh, you're always welcome back here when you have any uh, job updates, if you're seeing a shift in your market or uh, another market that you may think that our listeners would be interested in, please let us know and we'll be glad to put you back on the show. All right. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me on, Mike. You bet. Thanks for joining us on the Green Insider Powered by Renewable. Well, there you have it. Thanks again to Jason Radisson for joining Mike. This has been episode 171 of the Green Insider. My name is Greg Frank, bidding you all a friendly farewell. Everybody remember to make sure to subscribe to our podcast. Leave us a five-star rating wherever you get your podcast from. Because as the saying goes, you learn something new every day. And we were responsible for today's lesson. For Mike Neemer, I'm Greg Frank. Until 172, we'll talk to you later.